Growing up is worse than a near-death experience. I can confidently tell you that because two years ago, my babysitter and her friends tried to kill me. The worst part is nobody believes me. And now everybody thinks I'm crazy, but I miss her. You're a weird little dude with a crush on a murderous, fictitious babysitter. We just gotta get you laid. That's your advice? That's what the f just came out of my mouth, ain't you're my best friend. You're not crazy. It's this place. We're all going to the lake this weekend. Just come with me. You are listening to Don't Be That Guy. Got a sequel the mix. This episode 350. I'm Marquis Mike. The leaves are falling. All the leaves are brown. It was 45 degrees this morning. Yeah, it was chilly. Felt chilly. I actually called uh, this furnace company to come give me a tune up. Oh, yeah. You gotta. You're supposed to say yearly, I think. I haven't done it in three years. Oh. So I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll have, come have a tune-up. I haven't done it in uh, since I moved here. So Yeah, might be, you know. Maybe do for a tune-up. Do, 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 do a tune-up, yeah. Yeah, well, at least change the filter. Oh, I definitely change the filter. Yeah. I'm all about filter changes. Yeah. I change them far too often. I think. Okay. Yeah. I got the thing sitting next to the furnace. It's like, hey, there's my... There, there's a new filter. Yeah, you got yeah stack of filters. Yeah, you know, but uh, it's gotta make the swap. It's getting cold. Yeah, yeah, and um, I had nothing else to add to that. So just yeah, staying indoors. What are you watching? Yeah, falls in the air. Um, you know, Mark, I didn't watch a whole lot. I I was gone on a trip, and then uh, we've been watching a lot of uh, TV. Yeah, at the house. Good time for TV. Just shows. Um, I'll plug a couple shows. Are we still in the golden age of television? I have no idea. Um, oh, no, it's the streaming wars. Streaming wars. That's yeah. what, yeah. We're in the streaming wars. Uh, but but I, we've been watching uh, HBO comedy, The Other Two. Okay. And it's really great. Yeah. yeah there's two seasons. We finished it. It's so good. Uh, really funny. And uh, there was a new... We were like, oh, shit, there's a new season of MasterChef, so... Catching up on the Master Chef. That's Ramsey. That's Ramsey. Okay. There's a new and really we're trying to burn through that now because now we notice there's a new season of The British Bake Off on Netflix. Mm. We'd much rather watch that because it's just a good show. Oh, you just can't quit. So we're just trying to burn through Master Chef. Yeah. Finish that only one cooking show at a time. That's the okay. rule. That's our rule. I'll mix up some other stuff. I'll have a couple dramas, a couple comedies, of one cooking show yeah. at a time. I did watch one movie though. Okay. In the two weeks, I watched one movie. <coughs> I watched 1982's Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm. It holds up. Yeah. It's so good. I probably watch that once every three, four years. You know, I don't think I've ever seen that. It's really good. I know all the beats. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. It, it's it's got a it's got its place in in culture, right? Yeah. yeah in, in cinema culture for sure. It's good. Judge Reinhold is really good. Mm. You just like everybody. The guy, Sean the, Penn. The people you're not supposed to like, you don't like. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Sean Penn's great. I think that's part of Phoebe Cates. The reason why I watched it is I saw an interview with Sean Penn like a week or two ago. Mm. like Some new show. He was, plugging, he was plugging his movie he directed or whatever. He's hunting some other drug kingpin and, now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch Fast Times. And finally had a, I had 90 minutes to watch Fast Times and I watched it. Yeah. So... If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's really All right, fun. yeah, I might check that out. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. Was Sean Penn pro or against El Gacho? 
I have no you idea. You like Sean Penn? He wasn't harboring a fugitive? I don't... He was looking for him? I don't... I don't know what his deal is. I know that he jumps in a raft near Katrina with a shotgun. I don't know. He was like... I just know he does a lot of uh, um, humanitarian support efforts. Yeah. Like the earthquake in Haiti and and uh, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. He, he does... I mean, there's a lot of pictures of him carrying sacks of rice. Okay. I mean, I'm not sure how, like, staged those are because they're pretty professional photos. I feel like Sean Penn um, is lugging rice. I think he does. I don't think it's a Mike Penn's empty box situation. I feel like, yeah. I feel like Sean Penn's out I, there lugging, lugging rice. I think he, yeah, I, I kind of think... He seems like weird. He, he seems goes, like a weirdo. Yeah. It's like weirdo, weirdo enough that he, like, if he put his, if he's... Putting his energy into something, he's gonna do it. Yeah, like, full, full tilt. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I, I think he's out there throwing sacks of yeah. rice around and bag, sandbagging the you know, flood zones and stuff. He's the guy who'd be like, he'd be mad at you for not caring enough rice, and you're like, did Sean Penn just yell at me? Yeah, you're taking a break for you. Yeah, you taking a break, and he's like, there's a stack of rice. Yeah, get a bag. What are you doing? You can hydrate later. We've got people to feed. <laughs> wow, shop Ben, we are allowed. <laughs> we are allowed breaks. We have people to feed. You, you weren't here when I was looking at the other 40 bags of rice, Sean Penn. I, I'd use his full name. But he doesn't have any celebrity. But Sean Penn is really funny in Fast Times. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Is that just a weird role for Sean Penn? Or, because even when he was that young, he was still doing a lot of, I'm just saying, like, uh, colors or, uh, uh, it's uh, the boy prison movie. Like he was doing a lot of drama then too, and then he kind of does this comedic role. Well, Fast Times put him on the map. Okay. You know, and then I think what what slingshotted him into yeah. stardom. Bad Boys was the prison movie. Was um, uh, the Death Row movie. Oh, um, Dead Man Walking. Dead Man Walking. Okay. I think that's what sl- that really like slingshot him into. The A list, yeah, was Dead Man Walking, but I think Fast Times kind of like put him on the map. Okay. Put he's, a lot of people on the map. He's not a guy who seemed to return to comedy. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't think of anything. Um, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. He was it's a less serious the, role. Yeah, less serious than normal than nor- yeah. what, we're, what we're accustomed to. Also, I think he really played soccer with like the you know Afghani village. Oh, absolutely. Like that yeah. that's the energy Sean Penn puts off. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, we're doing this. We're playing soccer and he's like, kick the ball as hard as you can, I mean, I don't care. In the script it says he he goes to the you know the, the mounds of Afghanistan to to look for the white leopard and he went and did that. Yeah, he was just waiting for the cameras to show up. Yeah. He was sitting at that spot. Yeah. And then finally Ben Stiller rolls up. Yeah. And he's like, okay, action. Cool. <laughs> but that is the other some I watched some TV and yeah. some sports, but that is I had a busy couple weeks. Couldn't Good. really carve out movie time. Good time for sports. We got football return. We're 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 in the final push of baseball season. Yeah. Uh, hockey preseason, which uh, I'm aware of now. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to turn on my first cracking game. Yeah, root. whenever that starts. Um, and then yeah, fall time. It's good time for TV. I watch a little, I watch some TV. Uh, I've been watching only murders in the building. Oh yeah, that's yeah. A fun. It's just fun. It's just uh, it's cozy. It's cozy TV watching. That would look fun. Yeah, yeah it's Steve Martin, uh, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. Uh, it's about podcasters, which uh, so I relate. Mm-hmm. But I also look at it with a judgmental eye. 
I, you know, I say critical. Yeah, not judgmental. Critical. critical. Yeah, with yeah. a critical eye. Um, I don't know. It seems pretty cheap podcasting. Just <laughs> a lot of recording on a on your recorder. Yeah, on a hand recorder. On a hand recorder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, been watching that. It's fun. Uh, I like that Hulu kind of spreads them out. So I, you know, it's not something I can binge. That's and, right. Yeah, they kind of do a weekly yeah. release, huh? Yeah, and so yeah, I think they release like the first three at one time, and then it's weekly after that. And so I, I just take my time with it. Um, yeah, but I did watch some movies. So I watched. Uh, I guess not a lot. I I watched four movies. Um, last weekend, I was not uh, feeling the. Ba- I was tired. I was very tired. And uh, I had this whole, because I, I, I had a solo weekend, I said this whole idea of um, putting a baby to sleep and then just watching movies. And then that happened, I was like, I'm exhausted. So I, I put on something comforting that I hadn't seen in a while. Um, I watched the 2008 comedy Role Models. With Paul Rudd. Uh, it doesn't age the best. I think a lot of those com- uh, comedies from that time, you know, the now like 20, you know, 2021, so 12, 13 years later, you're like, yeah, oh, some of this language is problematic. Um, and then just some of the humor just, it doesn't quite work. But Paul Rudd's very funny. It's a funny guy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, watched, I, you know, I, I've been talking about it for months on the podcast. Was I excited? Was I using it as a joke? I don't know. But I watched it. 2021's Cry Macho. It took me like three days to watch this movie, but by the end of it, I appreciated it. Okay, okay. It's, I guess it's a drama, but there's not a lot of stakes. You know, it's a, it's a western. It's about a aging cowboy dealing with his own shit. Um, yeah, there's there's no thrills or anything. There's there's no tension in the movie, but so. When I reflect on it, I was like, you know what? That was just pleasant, I guess. What's the time period? 70s. Okay. Yeah, it's 70s, and it's, uh, yeah, it's 1970s Mexico. Northern Mexico, because it's about the Mexico-Texas border. Clint Eastwood, 91-year-old man, traveling with a young boy, learning about life. Learning about being a, being a man. Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. All right. It was okay. I was glad, I'm glad it's on HBO. I think I would have been really bored in the theater. Mm. Um. But because I'm at my house, I can chop it up over two days, you know, reflect on it. Um, Okay, watch two other movies. This movie I heard about on a podcast. I I immediately tell Mike about it. I found it on stream on Tubi. I watched, and I did not log them, so I don't know the years. Hold on. Let me pull up the years. They came out one right after the other. I watched 1986 House, (laughs) which I've never heard of, never seen it. It is directed by Steve Miner, who directed... Friday the 13th, 2, and 3. Okay. Uh, so this is after. It's 1986. And it's a horror comedy. And I actually liked it quite a bit. It's silly. And it's kind of bonkers. I watched it. I go, they're ripping off Evil Dead 2, obviously. Except Evil Dead 2 came after this movie. So <laughs> maybe Evil Dead 2 is ripping off House. Yeah. Uh, it's just It's a guy. He's a writer. He goes and he lives in a haunted house. He doesn't know it's haunted. We know it's haunted. And shit starts happening to him. And there's like four different storylines going on. Almost where I was like, this is, there's too much going on. Focus. But 
don't know, the, the effects look kind of cool. Like, the effects were kind of like 80s cool, you know? And and there's something about a character that's a writer. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's great. So, yeah, standard story, he's a writer. I don't know if it was his first book or his it was his last book. Huge hit. But that was two years ago. Oh, hey, what's the next book? What's the, he's got a writer's block. And then he, he inherits his house. So he's like, I'm going to go into this house to write. And then weird shit starts happening to him. But he's also like a Vietnam vet dealing with like PTSD. And then there's like a missing kid element to it. And then he has to be a babysitter for a bit. There's a lot going on in this movie. <laughs> but I it was fun. I was like, this is a fun time at the movies. So then I watched, and this is why it came up. I watched House 2, The Second Story. <laughs> which comes out a year later. They did the thing much like Friday the 13th. Pump this out nine months later. Uh, it's a horror comedy. It's somehow... They lean more into the comedy, so it becomes sillier. If I thought the first one had way too much stuff going on, this one has even more. Zombie cowboys. Aztec sacrifices. <laughs> dinosaurs. Time travel. Dinosaurs. I was like, there's too... Not too much. Um... Did not enjoy it as much as House. But, kind of a fun watch. Uh, fun and like, this is absurd. Right. Yeah, this yeah. is absurd. But, I also like, they, they were just like, it felt like, put it in. You got an idea? Put it in the movie. Amp it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so House House 2, the second story, streaming on Tubi. Uh, you have to watch it with ads. But, both, I think, kind of worth a, like, Hey, look at this weird movie from the 80s kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, man, I'm glad you watched those. That's what I watched. Oh, and then, uh, you know, the main reason it came up, House 2, the second story, I think, um, replaces Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit, as the greatest colon sequel title of all time. It's so good. Yeah. It really is so good. My only, I wish they would drop the two, but, it's, you know, no one was doing that back in the 80s. I wish it was just House, colon, the second story. Second story. That's, yeah. Um, there's a house three, and they do not keep the, um, they do not keep the, uh, the naming going. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's because there's not many pl- houses with third stories. Yeah. And what are they going to, like, house three, the attic? Yeah, so it's house three, the horror show, and then house four, the repossession. That's good. Yeah, repossession's good, actually. Good, especially if there's some real estate yeah. stuff involved with this. Like someone, like, yeah, losing losing the house to uh, getting repoed. Yeah, repo. But also possession, because it's a haunted yeah. house. That, yeah. that one actually works really well. I think, yeah. Drop the horror show. It should have been house three, the repossession. Yeah. Yeah. House four, um, you know, property brothers or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a Hollywood writer. House four under the floorboards. Yeah, that's what I watched. Uh, you know, it's spooky season. It's Halloween. It so is. It was time to watch watch some '80s horror movies. I think this is my favorite time of the podcasting year. Yeah, for us. Because because you get the new movie, you know, you get that kind of fall into the winter releases. I mean, we got we got some movies coming up. Uh, there's a new Bond. You got, uh, you know, I think the reason I kept referring to Cry Macho is because at one point this weekend, or it was next weekend, there was a weekend where Cry Macho, Jackass 4, Last Night in Soho, and like one other movie were all coming out the same weekend. And I was like, wow, what a weekend. And now it's, I think Cry Macho got moved up. 
and Jackass 4 got moved into like 2022. Yeah, I got last preview I saw they pushed it. Yeah. Oh, Top Gun news? No one's ready for that. I've heard. I've heard Top Gun news. I okay. I cannot confirm. I feel like I heard it got moved from Christmas, but I don't know. I'm never gonna get to see that movie. They may never release it. <laughs> We're gonna have to start release the release the Tony Scott cut. I think we pull a fanboys, but a Top Gun fanboys. Yeah, we go to Tom Cruise's mansion, we break in there, and we screen that film. It's like the movie Fanboys, but it's a lot cooler. A lot cooler because there's aviators and bomber jackets. Yeah, and way more side boob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not. This isn't. Cooler. This isn't. Your Star Wars nerd fandom. No. This is top top gun fandom. Yeah, so I I don't that may not be confirmed. I thought I think Universal does. I think it's whatever studio did Jackass is also doing Top Gun, and they I think I thought they reshuffled a lot of their mm. fall release. Yeah, I mean, you, not surprised, yeah. disappointed, mm. not surprised. Oh, what are you? Shake Chiefs doing gangbusters. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe people are returning. Yeah. Maybe maybe we're back. I haven't been to the theater in a bit. I'm going to go, though. One day. Keep paying that monthly subscription. Got to keep it, you got you to gotta keep it, uh, keep it active, though, because when you got to go, you got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we watched two other movies. Did not have to leave my house to watch these, either. Uh, they're streaming on Netflix. Uh, it's spooky season, so we're, we're jumping back into some, some horror movies. Uh, we watched the 2020 sequel to the ne- 2017 Netflix original, The Babysitter. We watched The Babysitter, Killer Queen. Uh, the Babysitter is a 2017 Netflix original, that's it. Uh, it's a horror comedy directed by Mick G. Um, are you familiar with Mick G, the director? I feel like I've seen it before. I've seen his name on things before. I don't know what. Yeah, so before this, he directed uh, This Means War and uh, the Kevin Costner movie Three Days to Kill. Uh, And then after this, he would go on to do um, something called Rim of the World and Babysitter 2. I know Mick G as the guy who directed We Are Marshall, which is like an oak. Like, I remember liking that movie, but you know, it's a pretty formulaic, like, feel good sports movie. Uh I just thought it was so weird that, you know, at the end of the movie, Fade to Black, directed by Mick G. Yeah. What an interesting style choice for a director to go by not your name. It is it is interesting. Yeah. Uh, the Babysitter, uh, directed by Mick G, direct, uh, written by Brian Duffield. Um, he wrote uh, such films as the on the Insurgent series. I don't know if you've seen those. Those are like I'm, Hunger Games. I'm aware of them, yeah. yeah. Uh, young, young adult fiction. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he would then go on to write a movie I kind of like and I kind of want to revisit. Uh, Underwater. The underwater monster movie with yeah, uh, Kristen Stewart. I wanted to check that one out. And a movie I heard was actually pretty okay. Uh, this was a um, quarantine movie, Love and Monsters. Um, Never heard of that. Yeah, one. that was one. It was available for rent during quarantine. I think it. I think it was one of these that got its release got messed up because so it was just one of those yeah. same day theater movies. And I thought I heard good buzz about it. Um, it stars Judah Lewis, uh, who we know from doing the Christmas Chronicles 1 and 2, um, and the Point Break remake. He's in that as well, credited. I don't remember a little kid in it, but he is in The Babysitter. Also stars Samara Weaving, uh, Robbie Amell, Hannah Maylee, Bella Thorne, Andrew Bachelor, Emily Allen Lynn. A bunch of young people that you may or may not recognize from things. I 
certainly didn't recognize a lot of them, but then you go through their thing. It's like, oh, these were all children in movies I, I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, probably the most notable uh, Samara Weaving, who did um, Ready or Not, which I think is uh, a really good, also horror comedy. Was that the, uh, the she married into like a board game family? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That I haven't got to see that yet. Yeah, I thought that was a really fun movie. Um, niece of Hugo Weaving. So. Oh, I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's 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 in her blood. Um, and a, and she's in three billboards. Yeah, three billboards. So before this, she did uh, Mayhem, a movie called Mayhem, which is also like a fun. Not it's not a horror movie. It's kind of this like action. Um, it's a weird movie. It's like Office. I, I have I have it, and I think on the box it says like Office Space meets Saw or something. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's kind of the vibe it's giving. Okay. Um, yeah, so I knew from that, and then Three Billboards. I think she has a very small role in that, uh, and then she would go on to do Ready or Not, the new Bill and Ted movie. She's in that. I think she has a pretty big role in that. And it says she was in Snake Eyes. That's a movie that came out. Oh, yeah. Summer. Yeah, that came out, didn't it? Yeah. Did you see the trailer for Snake Eyes? I did. Did, I don't know if you have the same thing I had where I watched the beginning of the trailer for Snake Eyes. I was like, this could be something. And then it popped up there with Snake Eyes. I was like, this is stupid. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking, I'm interested. Yeah. Looks cool. And then, yeah, when it was like, Snake Eyes, and I was a huge G.I. I, I love oh, yeah. G.I. Joe as a kid. He's everyone's favorite G.I. Joe. Yeah, I love G.I. Joe as a kid, and... But I haven't seen a single G.I. Joe movie. Mm. Um, I think I've seen them both, and they, they, they're both aren't good. That's what, yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. And, but yeah, when I saw Snake Eyes, I was like, eh, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. But then I thought, well, I'm, it, it's a movie I can see in the theater. There's not a lot of those. So that's true. So just see it. Yeah, do you just go see, do you go see Snake Eyes? Although now you got, are you waiting to see Kings of Newark? Wait, that's not what it's called. What's it called? Uh, the Soprano movie? Uh, Saints of... Saints of New Jersey? Last, the Saints of Newark? Last Saints of Newark. Or, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, I'm going Friday. Okay, are you done with your Sopranos rewatch? Yeah, we're done with the Sopranos. Okay. okay. I'm planning... I know that's going to be on streaming, but I'm going to the theater. Oh, it makes sense it would be on streaming. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to the theater for that one. Yeah. All right, yeah, last we checked in, you, you, you kept... Saying, hey, we got a bunch of Sopranos in, but you weren't uh, saying, like, what season? So I just want to make sure you got all... We are full... 84 episodes or whatever it we're is. We're full in. Yeah. I am I am excited to see who made Tony Soprano. Yeah. Um, I think it was Dickie Montesanti, but I'm not sure. He may have got killed before he could make him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Babysitter. It's um, a story of uh, when Cole stays up past his bedtime, he discovers that his... Hot babysitter is part of a satanic cult that will stop at nothing to keep him quiet. Has a tag like Dream Girls can be a nightmare. Uh, what'd you think of? Did you watch? I did. Babysitter. Yeah. What'd you think of the babysitter? You know, it it came in as about what I expected. To yeah. be completely honest, and overall, I think I was positive on it. I, I had fun. Yeah, I generally I wasn't expecting. A, I mean, it's a Netflix movie and. Yeah. Kind of just by the poster and you know, the summary, I, was, I wasn't expecting um, uh, The Irishman. So it met my expectations. Like, there were some things I, you know, I, I would nitpick about. It's only 85 minutes. So even though the beginning, I was, 
it's a horror comedy, but it takes a long time to get into like the action, the meat of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but an eighty-five minute movie, even that, like I'm complaining about the first like fifteen minutes of the movie. That is just like oh, it's taking a long time to get into anything really. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, generally, I mean, it was fun. It's way gorier than I was expecting. I, yeah, I was not expecting <laughs> the gore or the language. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. But when the first... Probably the... F- not the first... It was the second kill. Off the... Uh, what do you call that? Uh, off the stairs. You know, is that a balcony? It's not a balcony. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, landing. A landing. When, off the landing and that happened? I It was an audible like, oh! Yeah. Oh, all right. There were some creative kills. We're, yeah. Um, and that kill was funny because it was right after a really funny, what do you think, this is Home Alone kid? Yeah. I like that character. And, uh... You know, the characters were, were... This is a horror comedy, clearly. Yeah. They were... I, I was laughing. Yeah. He, he was particularly funny. I, I I, I, thought the characters were all pretty funny and... Yeah. Um, watching it, though... And so we knew we were doing the second one. We knew it already existed. But watching this for the first time, it ends. Did you think we needed a sequel? Watching it, was like, oh, this is a movie that they need to continue this story. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to answer that because I knew there was one right the whole time. I would, I would, I would think I would say no, that we don't need a sequel to this, but they clearly, we, we knew there was one. They clearly left it open. Yeah. In the end. Maybe we did. I don't know. It seems like a franchise. Netflix right? is interesting because they like they will put the others three. Like this kind of fits, even like the language was, you know, this was released in theaters. It's being an R rated movie. Yeah, you know, it definitely earns its R rating. Yeah, but with like the but you know with the cast and the aesthetic and you know being set in high school, I feel like this pairs right up against like to all the boys I ever loved or P.S. or you know uh, the Kissing Booth like those and those all have like four movies. Yeah. You know, they, they managed to, oh, this was a successful hit, let's make four of these. Yeah, and, and, and even, like, it's along the same lines as those Fear Street movies. Yeah, I mean, they just, boom, we're giving you three of three them. Three of them, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're going to get you for uh, seven hours, yeah. you know, uh, or six hours. Uh, story-wise, I, I, you know, they leave it open-ended. I go, all right, maybe back then they even had in their mind this was going to be... A sequel, I didn't really, I didn't, in my mind, I didn't know how one was going to work because I think the best part of this movie was that it was about the babysitter mm-hmm. and the star was a kid. And, you know, funny enough, you know, they didn't cast like an eight-year-old. They, they do age him up, which works because you don't want to, you know, if an eight-year-old sucks, you don't yeah. want to watch that for a whole movie. But then, you know, it turns into a funny thing of like, oh, you're 14 with a babysitter? 13? Yeah. You know, yeah. Whatever it is with a babysitter. Um, I was like, well, if this kid, you know, the way movies work, if this kid's the star of the next one, I don't want to see grown-up guy with a babysitter. Yeah, like, what? yeah. What were they going to do with it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was uh, generally well-received. 72% of Rotten Tomato based on 29 reviews. Um, really? That high? Consensus is an enjoyable, if not particularly original. The babysitter makes the most of its familiar genre ingredients with energetic direction and a killer cast. And, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it was a fun movie. Yeah, they're not doing anything crazy in it. 
original, but it is on the 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 charisma of of their cast. Yeah, that all those teen act or you know the 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 cult members were all you know good. Yeah, and uh, and then the the main star, I, I thought he was fine. He was fine. He, yeah. he been, I don't know if I had complaints about him in the Christmas Chronicles because I, I, right. I like those. I, I didn't realize it was the same kid. But yeah, I liked him here. And even 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 some the, even the smaller characters like the bully kids. Yeah, they 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 played their part just fine. The 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 parents, you know, Ken Marino. I really like him. He's he's yeah. in that HBO show I've been watching. And Leslie Bibb, I really like her. They, they they don't overdo it. They're no. just doing parents, and and I think they're great in it. Yeah, Ken Marino. I always enjoy seeing him ever since Party Down. He was in Role Models, and he was yeah funny as the um, kind of douchebag stepdad. Yeah, so, yeah. And I just can't. Anytime I watch anything with him, all that I just see his character from Wet Hot American Summer, and just yeah, he's so funny in that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, really good cast. Um, yeah, a perfect Netflix movie. This was in theaters. I'd probably be a little harsher on it, but yeah. because it's a Netflix, it's like, yeah, this is Netflix. This is fine. The runtime is right where you yeah. want it for this kind of thing. Um, and I think it was a plus for me to see that amount of gore. Yeah, and hear that kind of language from a streaming film. Yeah, I just was like, yeah, turn it up. Yeah, it's not a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, it's a yeah. made-for-Netflix. Exactly. Right. Yeah, uh, we get it. So people seem generally seem to like it. We get uh, a sequel three years later. We get The Babysitter, Killer Queen. Uh, Once again, Nick G returns to direct. He also gets a writing credit this time, uh, along with three other guys. So four writers on this. Uh, Judah Lewis returns, along with uh, a lot of the original cast. uh, Hannah Mae Lee, Robbie Amell, Bella Thorne, Andrew Bat. They're all back. Samara Weaving. um, She might be on the poster for this. Um, She returns in a much smaller role. Uh, also joining him, uh, Emily Allen Lynn gets a bigger role in uh, Jenna Ortega. She joins um, this. Um, she's another one that I don't I don't know her. I looked. She's a child actor in a bunch of things like Iron Man three and Insidious two. But she seems to be the star of the new Scream movie that's coming out. I was trying to figure out where I saw her. Yeah. And I couldn't. Was it Iron Man three or Insidious two? And of course, uh, Letterboxd only gives me movie credits, so maybe she was on a TV show. Maybe uh, it was uh, probably a TV show. Yeah. No, no. I don't remember her from Iron Man 3. Oh, uh, no. No. I don't know. I don't know. I've seen her somewhere before. Yeah. Oh, that's where I saw her. She's in the Netflix TV show You. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I think she was... In season two, yeah, that's why that is where she is. That Netflix, I feel like Netflix. I don't know, I don't know much about like the suit, but you know, you hear those stories about uh, uh, you know, Fred Astaire signed a 10 picture deal with Warner Brothers. Yeah, does Netflix, I mean, because it does seem like they just kind of recite like they 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 use their stable of, of talent. I, I think they. I think like McG, I'm sure has was contracted for an amount of movies. Yeah, maybe this babysitter franchise. I'm pretty sure like, well, I mean, yeah, I mean they did the the Adam Sandler thing. That was a contract. He had yeah. like a oh, that's true, like a 15 picture deal with them and and something like yeah. that. And we had Judah Lewis, two babysitter movies, two Christmas Chronicle movies. 
Yeah. Um, you know, a guy shows up in a lot of those, like, so he was in To All the Boys I Love and, like, another, other, a different one where he was, like, a, like, kind of like a gigolo, but for, like, nerd girls, like, you could rent out a date. You know, so those high schools taped down. That guy, yeah, I was like, this guy's in, like, four Netflix, but he's, I've never seen him in anything outside of a Netflix movie. He's just on Netflix, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they lock him down to, you know, picture deals. It's like old Hollywood Netflix. Yep. Um, it's the streaming wars. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, Amazon. You're not getting, you're not getting, uh, Judah Lewis. <laughs> uh, two years after defeating a satanic cult led by his babysitter, B, Cole's trying to forget his past and focus on surviving high school. But when old enemies unexpectedly return, Cole will once again have to outsmart the forces of evil. Um, so what is your general overall thought of The Babysitter 2? I think once again, overall, I had a, a... I was positive. And it's because I was prepared for what I was going to see. I knew it would be more of the same, but I also knew it would be kind of a cheesy horror comedy. And you can't take it too seriously. And I think I, I'm good at getting myself in a good mindset for those movies to enjoy them for what they are. Yeah. Um, not as positive as the first for me. But I think it was fine. Yeah, I am... Uh... I think with this rewatch, the complaints I had about the first one were kind of, um, they, they were, they stood out more, this one takes even longer to get into mm -hmm. the plot, because it's an extra, this is 101 minutes, so it's an extra 20 minutes, um, it feels like, oh man, so if I had complaints about the first one taking forever to get to the setup, this one's taking a long time to get to the setup, mm -hmm. but it's kind of the same thing, once it kind of gets into the flow of the movie... I generally like what I'm seeing. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's nothing great about these movies, other than maybe the gore, which I, I just really enjoyed how over the top it was. Yeah. But it is enjoyable once you get started. So let's just break down. What, what, were, the, what were the positives for you? Uh, expanded role for the parents. Yeah. Um, and then the girlfriend's parent, the dad. Yeah. I found that exceptional. That was just a good. More development on them, just more involvement. Um, still not too much of them, yeah. but I think more of them was good, especially the dad. I wrote that's my top note. More Ken Marino. Yeah, you're right. Not overdone. He's, he doesn't become the star of the movie. He gets an expanded role, and it's just it's just the right amount of yeah. him. And it, really, I think the funniest scenes come with him. Yeah, um, them driving to pick up. Uh, the kids and they're on the phone and uh, you know, we're going through a tunnel and they, they don't hang up the phone. Yeah, there's like a lot of or you know him like uh, being cagey about hanging out with the dad because he smoked he smoked pot. Yeah, you know? yeah. Why, yeah. Why are you here? Oh, I just stopped by. Yeah, I just stopped. Yeah, that I, that was a positive for me. Um, clear, I, you know, honestly, I didn't see the kind of like the villain twist. No, that kind of my surprise. I thought it was actually a good payoff because I, the first way, I was not feeling the first 20 minutes of this movie. And one of it was like, so the, the girl, Cole, Cole is our lead, Judah Luce, he's the one who survives the one, and his best friend Melanie is the girl from the first movie, and now they're, they're, they're 
two years older, right? The freshmen, now they're juniors. And I was I watched it, I was like, this is this is not how this girl would act. No, and and I feel like they're trying to to tap into some like teenage angsty stuff yeah. and it just isn't there. One of the complaints I had about the first one and uh, is um it's not it wasn't like hyper sexualized, but there were these like I guess male gaze moments. There, there's a scene where Samara Weaving makes out with uh, Bella Thorne's character, and that yeah. goes, that lasts a long that was time. Ridiculous, and it yeah. is just so. I was like, this is just for the audience, right? This is simply a director. I was just, I, I, I was laughing my ass off. Oh, I, like this is so ridiculous. I'm, it's, I think it's supposed to be funny. By minute <laughs> five, I'm like, this is going on for a long time. This is, this is, this is, this is wild. Um, and so now I'm watching too, and the way Bella's acting, I was like. Oh, is this kind of is this McGee's thing? Is is he kind of this guy? Is he the you know we're we're, we're zooming on butts and sexualizing every woman? Because I was like, Shh, there's no way this is how she would act. But then you get the payoff, uh, you know, uh, of the, the the villain twist of, of her being in on it. That I was like, oh, that's why she was acting. So at least character wise, it made sense for her. Yeah. Why now? I guess my question is like. Why was she involved in the cult? When did she get involved with the cult? The plot is thin. The plot, yes. Uh, the twist is nice. The When they tried to explain it, I was like, wait, this falls apart a little yeah. bit. Your understanding, she joins the cult after the events of the first one? I believe so. But the, the, the timeline is weird because they're doing like these kind of mini origin stories, which I really enjoyed, Yeah, of the original cult people. And, uh, and, then, and, I, and I liked that. Yeah. But I couldn't quite understand the time because those seemed pre first movie. But then her Right. Timeline, yes. She definitely gets the four older cult members before the events of the yeah. first one. Um but yeah, then when does she when does Melanie join? So then there's spoilers, right? There's, yeah, there's, yeah, this is definitely spoilers. This is a spoiler show. Yeah. Uh, if you want to know how we feel, just go to the last five minutes. We'll tell you if you watch this yeah. movie or not. Um, we find out Samara Weaving, B, she returns uh, at the end of this movie. And uh, it turns out she's working on the side of good. That she set all this in motion to protect Phoebe, played by Jenna Ortega, and Cole. So, but then... So did she just recruit Cole's best friend to kill her? <laughs> that that's where it gets confused. Was Melanie a good person before B got in her ear? I don't know. In which case, that's pretty that's pretty messed up, B. It's pretty messed up. So maybe she recruited much earlier. Right, which then it's, if you yeah. watch the first one, you go, well, she's in on this. But man, Matt Matt. Maybe we should rewatch the first one after knowing this. Maybe we see some little clues. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird. It, it's it's a it's that part is thin. The timeline is confusing. Yeah. But I like those little flashbacks. The flashbacks were fun. Yeah. The the general action of this was fun. Uh, yeah, I love I love the kills. The in, kills were really. This, this is definitely a movie. Because it's a horror comedy, you're not thinking too much, and you are just kind of watching from one kill to the next. Like, 
getting lit on fire to the guy getting chopped up by the boat to yeah the crushed by a chandelier everyone you're just like yeah what are they doing here yeah um yeah the surfboard kill what was the surfboard kill the 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 random pervy camper guy uh huh and his car hits the wall oh yes the and then it's yes that was great yeah he had the surfboard of the hood and, yeah yeah um yeah anything else um Oh, I liked because of because of what was successful about the first movie in that it really was based on the the how much you I liked the cast. I'm glad they returned. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't just try to do it. It was like, oh, it's the same story, but it's a whole new group of people, which may they may or may not work. You don't know. But it's like, well, let's just bring in these um it was people really good, we know work. Yeah, it was really good continuation. Yeah. I think maybe they saw that the positives of the movie were, was the comedy of, of yeah. these characters. Like, well, how do we bring them back? They wrote it. And yeah, the continuation was great. I don't know. The guy that wants to be a singer, he's really funny. He was and, He was very funny. I'm yeah. glad he got an expanded role. Um, I don't know what Robbie Amell is in. That guy, he's, he's my MVP of both films. He's got some charisma, doesn't he? Yeah, he's very funny in yeah. this. And that's a great running joke that we still don't know the answer to. Why he doesn't have a shirt on? Look at him. <laughs> I just love that joke. Yeah. I love that joke from the beginning. Where's his shirt? Yeah, there's... Um, I feel like this one loses it a little bit, but the dialogue in the first one was very fun. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, had some, they had some good quips. And maybe changing writers... Uh, maybe that's why we lose some of it, but uh, yeah, there there were some of those those just fun jokes. Yeah, Cole waking up and why does he have a shirt? It's like that's your first question. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That whole scene in the first—I know we're talking about the same one. That full first scene, I love that when he's tied up to the thing and they're quite—they're not quite sure what he saw, and so there's actually some real tension there. Yeah, but he's sawing through the rope, and they're like, "We see you." It's called a mirror, <laughs> and then he just keeps doing yeah, it. <laughs> um. What didn't work? The set pieces overall, for me, that was very distracting. Like, that's one of the first things I think about is uh-huh. um, we go to this, like, Lake Havasu type of place. Yeah. And clearly, these are, these are soundstage movies, like, through and through. And when you try to make, an, like, a large outdoor, they're just out of place. Yeah. And they just, and then, or they just don't look good. Right. Um, yeah. That so was, it's a lot of different being contained to a house. And yeah. a street that's on a studio lot versus trying to say, oh, we're on a lake and yeah. we're on the woods. And I, I find that was very distracting for me in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, The I, I enjoyed the, the camp, the random pervy camp guy scene, but it was still so like, why did we write this guy into this movie? The, you know, yeah, I, I love the kill. I like when... Um, one of the cult members pulls up on them with with a blowtorch, but that scene, I was like, "Why is this in here? What? I don't know if I hate the scene necessarily, but that the guy playing it was distracting. Yeah, he just played it weird. That didn't quite work for me. Yeah, um, so that was weird. Yeah, and of course, you know, of course, you know, threats of sexual assault on minors is always uncomfortable. Yeah, in, in a yeah. horror comedy, you know. Um, yeah. It's um, I had the you know, and then just really trying to think through the plot. I was like, I don't, I don't 
understand this. Yeah, it's really just no, it's just plotless. Yeah, to be honest, and the whole idea that the babysitter is planning on these two teenage kids having sex in the basement of this cabin. Yeah, that's outlandish. But you know that it's an outlandish movie going in, so you're just like, okay. Yeah. The scene where they, um, there were certain choices, um, in the first one it kind of has this, like, frenetic direction, there's like, you know, well, fish angle lenses and POV shots and, like, a lot of camera movement, and then they would, you know, throw up on the, what the fuck, or yeah, pocket yeah, knife, text, you know? yeah. they would have that, and I, I didn't hate it too much in the first one, in this one, um, there were some, just didn't quite love the fight between Melanie and Phoebe and it turns into a video game but then it yeah. kind of has that choppy I didn't like that I was like just let these girls fight you've had this awesome like gore and th- th- these crazy kills and you know set pieces to do it let, let, let these that was very out of place choreograph yeah. a cool fight for these two girls you know that was very out of place you're right yeah and then uh, the other one um, was the I, so I guess it implied um, sex between Cole and Phoebe that cuts to um, Jump On It by Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah, just a weird dance. Turns into a weird dance. I did not like that. Yeah. Do like that song, though, anytime I hear it. Oh, great song. Yeah, great song. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, in the movie, it was kind of weird. Yeah, and, and it really wasn't clear to me that they were having sex. No, and I think that's kind of what it... I think it is supposed to kind of throw you off Okay. Of because then the reveal that he's no longer a virgin is, um, yeah, that, that way you don't know. Like, he shows up, and it's not until B spells it out to you that he's not a virgin. Then you're like, oh, okay, so when they cut to jump on it, they were having yeah. sex, as opposed to just making out. Which, I think you could have got the same misdirect by just cutting, you know, them kissing, cutting to them sitting on the ground and her having the exact same line of like, oh, you're good at that. He's like, oh, well, the girl who's trying to kill me, Tommy, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the video game fight, I just wrote, did they just, is it just because? Was that just the scene? They were like, yeah, then we're going to cut to, we're going to make a video game fight. Yeah, right? it's like, hey, we got, an, we got some money in the budget. What are we going to do with it? Yeah. Chop this thing up, do a weird video game thing, put some life bars, Mortal Kombat style. Yeah. Except they didn't do a fatality. So no fatality. Maybe they ran... I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, probably wrong choice to go with Mortal Kombat because uh, Melanie needed Phoebe alive, so she couldn't do a fatality. Yeah. They should have gotten Street Fighter. That's true. Yeah. KO. Yeah, KO. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, does this movie do anything... Uh, oh, also, just in the negative, um, I get when... We, we do saw when we have sequels is that you kind of just run it back, like, ah, well... So, at the end of the first one, Cole is this... He's a 13-year-old kid who's a nerd, and he's picked on, uh, but by the end of it, he stands up for himself, he gets the girl, uh, he's, he's the hero of the thing. And then they do this... I get they need to run it back, so Cole has to kind of revert back, but... Th- just kind of the, oh, no one believes the events of the first one. Wouldn't there be evidence of the first movie taking place? Yeah, I mean, all they said was, and she left no evidence. But the cops are dead, and, right? But in the first, I mean, she ditched the cops and hid the cop cars somehow. Oh, she did? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I so that's that what she was running around doing while he was getting chased. Oh, she was cleaning up the mess. All right, you know what? I take it back then. Yeah. So yeah, she she. Yeah. That's why she disappears for a long. Yeah. When um, Max is chasing him, I did wonder. I was like, where's B in all this? Yeah. Yeah. They did. In, yeah. They, she goes they addressed that in the first one. All right. You know what? Yep. She cleaned up the. She was cleaning up the mess. Take it all back then. Perfect continuity. You know, I kind of found it refreshing that he doesn't show up in the next movie as, like, the cool kid in, in school. Yeah. He's still a fucking nerdy dude that's, yeah. getting, you know, bullied and stuff. Like, I kind of liked that. Like, it wasn't, a like, a, a life-changing... It changed his life, but it didn't change his life amongst his peers. Oh, see, I was so thrown off because at the end of the first one... The bully kids are like, Cole killed like 50 people and stole a car. And then they like, do they, like, they do the arm thing. They do the arm thing. They like raise their arms out to Cole. I was like, oh, this is like, all right, Cole, you're cool with me. Um, That's but I guess if, continuity issue. If but... she did hide all the evidence, then it, within a couple days, he'd be like, no, he just stole a car and drove it into his house for no reason. Yeah. Oh, would there be no evidence of... His parents are aware of B. <laughs> Yeah. That'd be the one question, right? It's like, where does babysitter Where's, go? Yeah, where is the babysitter? Also, now? we did hire her for the weekend. She was <laughs> supposed to be here. Why is she not here? Yeah, we're not there, paying her. There must be some truth to what he's saying. We're not paying her, and we're giving her a terrible review on Angie. Oh, yeah. On Angie's list. Oh, um, so or whatever the babysitting. This, uh, this movie does take a long time to get going, which also the first one did too. But the first one... It was effective in that you they really they did an effective job of showing like the relationship between B and Cole, and then by the end of the movie you're like, oh yeah, she's the bad guy, but I also kind of like B. Yeah, yeah. Um, and was this all, was she all just full of shit this whole time? I like you know that at the end of her you know she's like, oh we'll just tell them that they attacked us, and it's like, man, they had all these great moments in the beginning of the movie, but is she full of shit right now? She was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, or was she just going to kill Cole and go on to the next one and murder another kid? Yeah. And then, of course, we find on the second one, nah, she was actually kind of cool. Uh, she did care about the kids, but I, I liked in just the first one, they spent 15 minutes showing you how cool she was to then have a very effective ending. Um, yeah. You know, it reaches out for the E.T. moment and doesn't reciprocate. I was like, oh, this is for kind of a... A, a not very deep movie. This this is good storytelling. <laughs> it was and the first one, and then go to the second one. They take a long time to get going. I was like, oh man, I just don't care about Cole, and I don't think they did a great job. I did, you know, we talked about the twist. There was part of me. I was like, I know Samara Weaving's in this movie. Is she Phoebe? That's that's where I thought the twist was going to go. Yeah, and they kind of leaned more into, and I think it was more of a negative for me. They leaned more into the supernatural. Yeah. In the second movie. I mean, we got the cult coming back in, like, not ghost form, but ghost form. Yeah. But then, you know, we had two guys we just had to kill, so they just burned them. Uh-huh. Like, they just, like, disintegrated. Babysitter comes out of the water just walking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they leaned more into that supernatural part of it. That was real lazy, too, her yeah. coming out of the water. Yeah. I was like... Her clothes are not even wet. Not even. <laughs> they just filmed that against us. Just, yeah. Um, yeah, I also like that with the first one is that they're in a satanic cult, but 
we don't know if we never, of, yeah, we never saw anything happen. Yeah, like they could just be doing this for for nothing. Yeah, which is always like that's always a fun element of like cult movies. Like, is this like yeah, you're killing people because you think you made a pact with the devil? Yeah, and then the second one, it's like, oh no, this full we're leading into supernatural. Is the Ouija is the Ouija board real? Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, and then. Is there anything this movie does better than the first one? Oh, man. Well, I think I already touched on that with just kind of the more of the parents. Yeah. Or the Camerino character and even Melody's dad. or Mel- Melanie or Melody, I can't remember her name. Her dad was Mel. funny. But, no, I don't, yeah. other than that, not really. Yeah. I feel like they, they lean more into the, um, like, the... The um, self-referential, like, oh, we're in a horror movie. Like, there, there was parts I had in the first one, you know, him, oh, pocket knife, and comes up on the pocket knife, or the comment, you know, the, 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 the witty dialogue back and forth. I feel like they lean too much into that, this one, and some of it then just doesn't start to work yeah. a lot. Um, would you like to see a sequel to this movie, Babysitter 3? I do. I kind of want to see another one. Yeah. I say keep it rolling. I, I think it's a it, right now. It's kind of just a fun little streaming franchise. Yeah. Man, what would happen in it? I don't know. I mean, they they left it open again with the book on the beach. Yeah. Uh, the demon book on the beach, and I think whole new cast, right? Or 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 you you have to restart the story. You have to get, kind of get another young. You can bring back like the cult members. But I think if you do, you gotta start like new, new babysitter, yeah, or uh, new, new at least protagonist, and then maybe Cole comes in to you know because at this point he'll be like in college. We can't have the and he's no longer pure, so you can't have the cult coming after him again. Yeah, yeah you kind of gotta start with, like a new. Maybe he becomes a cult hunter. Yeah, but you cool. gotta bring back. Uh, yeah, you gotta bring back the cult members. Yeah, they yeah. were good. Shirtless guy, that'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see what I'd like to see him do something. I don't know what, but maybe, maybe yeah. it's maybe it's way in the future and it's he and Phoebe hiring a babysitter. Origin story? And Origin story would be kind of yeah, fun. Yeah, I could do that. That would be fun. Yeah. Babysitter presents Mick G presents a babysitter story. <laughs> and it's Max or John, just any of the cult members, it's their origin story. Yeah. Um, I like, just of all the flashbacks, uh, John singing poorly with the Jerry Curl <laughs> and the Eddie Murphy red suit was hilarious. But Max at the fast food restaurant, still shirtless, with his name tag pinned to <laughs> pinned, him, though. Pinned to, pinned to his peck. <laughs> that was great. That and was then really just, funny. yeah, looking at the fryer basket, you know. Yeah, this, these movies have um, they kind of have a little Cabin of the Woods feel to them. Yeah, you know, and then you know the negatives were like on on two. The negative was like the fight scene we talked about. They trying to go full like Scott Pilgrim on us. Yeah, it did have a very Scott Pilgrim y or like he he thought it was like oh I'm gonna do a Scott Pilgrim. It just wasn't as yeah, successful. Didn't work. Yeah. yeah. What about a remake? So we talked about the the choices they made. Would you see this remade by someone else then, who maybe? Won't make those choices. Hmm. Man, I think I think two has good, good pieces. 
for a sequel, but some of the additional things do kind of screw it over. So yeah, let's remake it. Yeah. Or, or maybe we get a director's cut. Unleash the McG cut. The McG cut, black and white. Yeah. Babysitter, Killer Queen, Gray. Why? Gray edition. What do you think? Okay, uh, I'm going to jump ahead. The title. Babysitter, The Babysitter, no two, colon, Killer Queen. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. The only kind of queen thing, holy crap, when they're playing the card game, she flips over a queen. Oh, they are both queens. Yeah. Oh. They pair up. Suddenly it works. All right. You know what? Much like how they, much how B cleaned up the cop mess. He's thought of everything. Gosh. Big G's <laughs> <laughs> thought of it all. These movies are far deeper than we realize. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they both, they, they paired queens. And it's called Killer, Killer Queen. Queen. We get Killer Queen in the movie, right? The song? Yeah. It drops. I'm okay. pretty sure we do. Right and at actually, the end. Both these, both these movies have pretty good soundtracks. Yes. Yeah. I love, I don't know the song, but it was in Baby Driver. Hocus Pocus by Focus. That song, that song's great. I think the kids would say it slaps. When it showed up in this, I was like, this is a great song, and this should be in every movie. Yeah, sure. This is a great soundtrack movie. Yeah. There's it yodeling. Is a good movie. Yeah. Uh, it's got a great guitar riff. Mm-hmm. It has yodeling. I yeah. mean, it's got everything you need. It shows up. What is it? Was it the boat scene? Or car, car scene? It, it works perfectly where they use it in this. Yeah. And I was like, yep. And then, yeah, I guess at the end, that's where we get Killer Queen, is when they drink the blood and then Killer yeah. Queen drop. Yeah. Yeah. Um,. Do you need to see the first one in order to appreciate the babysitter, Killer Queen? I think you really absolutely positively have to. Yeah. Even though <laughs> there may be some continuity and plot stories, I think you'd be very lost if you did not see the first one and you jumped right to two. Yeah, you'd be real disappointed, especially when you we get the, the villain twist. Yeah. I think you'd be really disappointed. Yes. Yeah, that when when that when that that happened. That was good. That was that took me completely. I can't believe that took me so by surprise. Oh yeah, I mean the way, especially watching the first one, and like, I that I, that's why I thought, oh Phoebe is the new. At first, I thought she was like she's a she's connected to B somehow, but like in an evil way. Yeah. And Cole's gonna be because Melanie has the boyfriend. Cole's gonna be attracted to Phoebe, but then it turns out. She's evil, but then Melanie and him end up together. Yeah, that's that's formulaic. That's how it should work. I mean, it was a perfect red herring because she jumps on that jet ski. Yeah, and you kind of just assume, oh, she's going to do cult stuff. Yeah, and then he 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 and and the crew are gonna stumble upon this cult yeah. thing. Yeah. So then the twist of no, she she's she's the love interest. She has this weird connection to be. Uh, and Melanie, for reasons we can't figure out, she is the one, or, or no, we know why, because what's cooler than a million followers? A billion. A billion. She won't, yeah, she wants to be an influencer. Uh, be an influencer. I actually, I, I the actor, or, you know, Melanie, the girl who plays her, once the twist happens, I dig her performance. Yes. She's great. Yes. It, it, she seems kind of, in the first movie, she seemed kind of awkward to me. I'm like, yeah. Ah, just young actress. Right, and I mean... She, I mean, seventh bill in that movie. Yeah. And she probably has 
eight minutes of screen time, yeah. probably, yeah. And then the beginning of the second one, I was like, yeah, I don't really buy her yeah. as an actress. Right, and you wonder, oh, because she was in the first, it, this is always a thing with teen actors, oh, are they giving her too much yeah. to do in this? But yeah, you're right. Once the once the twist happens, you really dig her. Yeah. Yeah, I dig like, oh, the character. She's good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's a good actress. She is in, um, I wrote that down. Uh, um, yeah, she's in the Doctor Sleep movie that came out. Oh, okay. she has a small role in it, but I, I recognized her, and I was like, "Oh yeah, she's she's good in that." It's like one of the you know, one of the like not not she's not one of the main stars. She's probably like you know fifth or sixth in that too. But I, I recognize her from okay. there. So um, yeah, so she's she's really good in that, and it, it was the nice because you don't get a lot of Samara Weaving in this, who I thought was, um, I mean Max was my favorite character in the first, but her. Being such a good actress is kind of what makes the movie. Yeah. Uh, and she's, so yeah, she's really good. Yeah. And so because you don't get her in this one, it's nice that they did replace her with like another good actress. Because Cole, growing up, um, I didn't didn't like him that much. He wasn't my favorite guy to root for. I, I don't know if uh, he's kind of just going through an awkward actor phase too. Could be. I bought him as a thirteen yeah. year old, but now as a sixteen year old, I was like, yeah, you're obnoxious. Yeah. But you know. Yeah, you gotta get If you don't want to get picked on, don't wear that suit, bro. Yeah, why are you wearing a suit? You don't go to a private school. Yeah. Everybody else is just wearing normal clothes. You can't wear that ironically in high school. You could, once you got to college, yeah, you could dust off that suit and wear it around the dorms and, yeah. and people are like, yeah, that guy, he, he's he's quirky. Yeah. Get it's a, it's appreciated school. when you're a little older. Yeah. Uh, and, then as you, and then even older than that, then it feels weird again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> high school, not cool. College, cool. 28, uh, Put your weird suit away. Go get a job, <laughs> you weirdo. Um, kind of the thing that carries over from movie to movie that this is in the positive. I, uh, I did like all the nicknames for Cole. I can't think of a lot of them, but uh, Colon Cancer was one <laughs> I do remember. So I'm calling him. Uh, the bully had had a few, but then it kind of just became an ongoing thing where the the dumb cult member, um, uh, Bella Thorne, I don't know what character's name is. She calls him one, but it makes no sense. I was like, yeah, oh, colon cancer, and then the bully also calls him cold sore, <laughs> which is great. And then she calls him something that is like, oh, that's a callback, but it also is, doesn't make any sense. You know, she calls him like, like something that doesn't even begin with Cole. And, so uh, it works for her character. Yeah, it works yeah. for her character. It was just a nice callback to like everyone calling, you know, having these dumb names. Yeah. For him. Yeah. But yeah, colon cancer, cold sore, those, those are great. I think it continues in this one. With uh, the bullies. I think the football player who wraps him up in his... Uh, as he's trying to put a sweater on. The guy he just comes up behind him and wraps him up and pushes him. Yeah. He has a fun... Yeah, there was... Man. Yeah. That was actually a pretty funny bully move. That's a great... I, I don't... No. We don't condone I bullying. don't condone bullying. Um, great move. Great move. <laughs> if, if you're fast enough to grab the arms of the sweater as someone is trying to take it off or put it on. And you can just tie it... Tie them up in it. And, and that's a, great. And a funny, it's funny and a great move because it, I mean, he, he shouldn't have shoved him into the locker. No. But it's a funny move because it's something that any human being could just get out of. Yeah. Right? But it, it's like, oh, oh. It's inconvenient. Yeah. If you don't get pushed, it's inconvenient for like 10 seconds. Yeah. And then, you know, then, you know you're kind of just tied up in your sweater. You might, might, uh, uh, put your shirt you have underneath, uh, askewed. Right. But, right. uh, Yeah. That's uh, that's about all that's gonna happen there. <laughs> um, 
When did you stop having a babysitter? Hmm. That's a great question, Mark. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going through my life, and, and we moved a lot. I remember having, I think probably the last time I had a babysitter was maybe third grade? Eight or nine? That sounds about right, yeah. I think. I had an older sister, so, you know, we never, I never had kind of babysitter, per se, but, like, being able to be left without her being there, yeah, or maybe sixth grade, whatever age that is, but, like, in, now I'm in middle school, yeah, yeah, I can just be alone. I think it was, like, nine, like, ten years old, I think, was, like, my parents, like, that was the, the, uh. That was the bar they set. Yeah. When you're 10, you can stay home. And I remember, I think I remember hearing that for years, for yeah. a few years. But I, I would say that yeah, maybe when my sister turned 10, she was a year older than me. Mm. Then I, and then we were just both left. Yeah. But because she was in charge. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. you yeah, sign somebody. You weren't charging me. <laughs> but yeah, I think around eight, eight nine, ten ish. It would probably be my ballpark. Yeah. Um. All right. You got to watch one of these again. Which one are you throwing on? Probably one. Yeah, I'm going with one. Just because I... I Samar Weaving was really good in that. Yeah. She was cool as hell. Yeah. Probably one, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not just being the hot babysitter, but also, like, set up a projector to watch uh, movies out, outside. What was that movie? I don't know, but I've heard that. I've that heard line. that line before, yeah. yeah of, uh, yeah, I'm going to raise my... I'm going to kick you in the face and there's nothing you can do yeah. about it. I, at first I thought it was like, was is that an episode of Kung Fu... Or yeah. something, but it, I think it's a movie, but I was like, what is that movie? This is awesome. Shane. It was my go-to black and white camera Yeah, I don't movie. know. I think it was in color, though. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of don't know what that is. Uh, my only thing is, like, two had... Ken Marino was so fun in two. Yeah. The dads. The dads were so fun in two. I kind of want more of the dads. Uh. But I still think I put one on. Yeah, one overall, I just like... Almost like a sim- simpler story. That it's just... It's one night... I mean, I guess this was contained too, but it's just, it's in a house, it's the babysitter, she's a babysitter, he yeah. has to survive the night, you know, going from thing to thing, you know. Um, you know, it's not this big, uncovering the, the mystery of, you know, whatever, and her actual sacrifice. At this point, it was, in the first one, it was just like, I was going to kill this kid. Like, yeah. it would, you know. Um, and then, finally, the babysitter, Killer Queen, did we need it? Yeah, I'm gonna say we did. I'm gonna say we did. I, I just think like, it, given the 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 nature of the movie and the platform it is on, yeah, we need another one. Man, you see, you factor that stuff in. That's like it's a Netflix movie. Really, you can just put any movie on. And I'm like, yeah, fine, it's on Netflix. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. But just from a pure movie standpoint, I'm gonna say no. I don't think the. St- I don't think it does a good enough job of continuing the story of the first one. While you do get the returning characters, I just think the first one is fine as itself. And there's nothing... I don't know if there's any... like Even the kills, I don't know if there's anything that like tops anything from the first one. That, that landing kill or uh, the guy hanging himself. I, well, the physics of that, I don't even know if that's possible. The way... That guy's neck breaks. Well, and, and that was a fun setup too, because he got greasy hand, he yeah. got sweaty hands from wiping the sweat off the kid's head. Yeah, egg, 
Egg, yeah, egg. Yeah, yeah, eggs. Yeah, egg on his hands. Eggs on his hands. Uh, yeah. The force was so, so much, it yanked his head off. Kind of like... It dislocated, and then, because then you just get the spine just sticking straight up. I guess it, I guess it was with so much force. It, it, Wait, are we talking about the, the treehouse? Yeah. It, well, his head didn't separate. Just... No, it didn't separate. The skull separates from the spine, because then his head's cocked inside. The spine breaks through the skin of the neck and is just sticking straight up. I just thought he was just a ham. Oh no! Yeah, the 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 neck bone. Are you not? Are you are you confusing it when when they grab the the legs of the in two and they grab the legs and drug? Very similar kill. Okay. No, in the first one. Uh, go back and rewatch the, the just the just the scene. <laughs> I thought they just hung and just snapped his neck like a normal like hanging. Yeah. Movie. But the the spine breaks through so the skin. So he had a compound fracture. Yes, to yeah, the neck. To the neck. Wow. That yeah, the, he fell with such force that the skull and the neck separated. But the body still hung. The body still hung. Okay. His head, yeah, his head was still attached. But it was like off to the side, and then out of the side of his neck, the bone was sticking straight. Oh, up. okay. So uh, yeah, so I'm gonna say no. We didn't need it. Uh, <laughs> First one's fun. First one's great. Uh, you know, perfectly fine horror comedy movie. And then, you know, I, I would like to see... I, I want more for all these people. Um, so, yeah. The baby's... But, you know, not bad. It's, this isn't an awful... Like, this isn't a bad sequel. No, it's fine. Yeah, just... Per, it, it's fine. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. It's probably better in context of horror comedy movies than a lot of horror comedy movie sequels. I think it's better than House 2, the second story. So, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know if I'd uh, hit the rewatch. Although, if there is a Babysitter 3, I'll watch it. Okay, well, let's put it in context of this. How does it How does it hold up to I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, which has some comedic oh, elements? Man. Oh, okay. It's just strictly as a horror comedy? Yeah. I like... Oh, man. See, that's tough because... Uh, I was listening to a podcast, and they were uh, breaking down horror movies, and they were talking about American Werewolf in London, which we both really enjoyed, mm-hmm. and that's a horror comedy, and the guy says, I was like, yes, that's actually a good, and this is the reason maybe when I watched Eight-Legged Freaks a few weeks ago, I didn't like it. The best horror comedies are movies where the comedy is done, where the comedy is done well, and the horror is done very well, and you don't um, give up one for the other. So you don't make your horror element less scary in order for the comedy to be funny, and you don't give up your comedy for the horror piece. He explained it much better than me, but I was like, yes, I if I'm watching a horror comedy, I want the horror to be scary. So in that instance, Babysitter Killer Queen is a funnier movie than I Still Need to Do That Summer, but I Still Need to Do That Summer is scarier than this. I think I would watch I Still Need to Do That Summer... Before this. Okay. Man, dude, would I? I don't think I would. That's I tough. think I'm going Babysitter, Killer Queen. Yeah. Maybe because I do, I, I like the cast of this a lot more than I like of I Still Know You Last Summer. Yeah. You get Jack Black in it, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You get, yeah, you, you get that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. I'd watch this before, uh, I'd watch Babysitter, Killer Queen before I'd watch American Werewolf in Paris. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, you're right. Probably as far as horror comedy goes, this is probably one of the better, better ones. Better sequels. Yeah. Did we do Scream 2? We did Scream 4. I watched Scream 4. Yeah, we jumped. We On yeah. Scream, we went... 1 to 4. 1 to 4. Yeah, I'd, I would watch Scream 4 before I'd watch this. Yeah. Yeah. But... And we haven't reviewed 2 or 3 yet, so no. we can't comment on it. Can't... Can, cannot comment. Can't, on official official capacity, cannot comment. Can and won't. Can't. <laughs> can't. <laughs> yeah, not a bad movie. Just yeah, just generally, do we need it? Yeah, I'd probably say no. Um, but not a bad movie. You know, what? man, am I swaying here? Because I'm gonna say I liked Babysitter and Babysitter Two more than I liked the Fear Street movies. Uh I did too, so, but I like that third Fear Street movie. Which I haven't seen. Yeah. Oh, this is a tough one. This may be the hardest did we need it. <laughs> I'm going to stick with no. Okay. Just so we have a talking point. You know, Mike and I don't always agree. We can say yes or no. <laughs> but as far as my no's go, this is a pretty good no. <laughs> uh, or is that a weak no? It might be a weak no, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, mine's a weak Yes. Yeah. This movie got a 50... So I was trying to see if they had... A, I, I didn't write down the Rotten Tomato score, so I went to Rotten Tomato to see. This has it has a 50% on Rotten Tomato based on 41 reviews. So it split critics right down the middle. But there is no critical consensus um, with this one. That's about where... I mean, I I would kind of have guessed it had been a little lower, to be honest. I, I would have... If you would ask me, um, guess... If, if the first one's 72, what this one is, I would have said 38. Yeah, but you, I gotta think that some of these, some of the reviewers do, like I have for this movie, take into consideration yeah. the platform, you know, yeah. we're getting it on. Um, Actually, if this was, if this was in theater, and like you it said, would be lower. yeah, like you said, you you would be far more critical if it was yeah. in theater. You you would be disappointed, and you get more Kevin Moreno. I'm sticking with no, I'm sticking <laughs> my guns, but it's it's a soft no. It's a very soft the Ken, no. The Kevin Moreno factor. When we do, when we run through every sequel and remake and we have to circle back and start reviewing movies we've already done, <laughs> if I say yes the second time around, don't don't tweet me, don't come at me and be like, oh, you said in episode 350, you said this was a no, but now you're saying it's yes. It's it's a, t- it's a, it's a hard one. I, I would recommend, watch it for yourselves. <laughs> That's my review. <laughs> if you're coming to me to tell you if it's good or not, I don't know. I'll say the first one's good, though. I'm, I am I'm willing to agree with that. I'm willing to say The Babysitter is a good movie. Yeah, The Babysitter is a good movie. I don't know if the second one's good or not, but there's some funny things in it. Yeah. There, there's some there's some good stuff. Um, yeah. If you have thoughts on The Babysitter, colon, Killer Queen, you can email us at dbtgpodcast.gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere. You can drop us a comment, DM, let us know what, what you think. Um, yeah, iTunes, Stitcher, all those places, Google Podcasts, whatever they're calling it now. You can find us on all your Google plat- or all your podcasting platforms. Uh, yeah, we're going to keep the spooky stuff going. I don't know what we're doing next. I think... Uh, Halloween Kills? We were going to do Halloween Kills. I think it comes out the Friday after we would normally record. Oh. So I think, we need a, I think we need a buffer movie. So... We may do. We may be tripling up on the on the Halloween. I think we're gonna do movies. three. Okay. I think we're gonna do three spooky okay, movies. Yeah. I think one one will be considered a new release, so it doesn't really fall into the genre. But yeah, I think we're gonna go three spooky movies in a row. I 
feel good about that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you have thoughts, you can email us on a movie you'd like to see us do. Until uh, then, it's been Don't Be That Guy, a guide to sequel and remakes. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Too soon? Clearly you guys are into some heavy cosplay. Just leave it be.